I think the best thing I ever did was working on the tools with the boys on the site, getting my hands dirty. Because as a designer, there's only a certain amount of things you can learn on a piece of paper or on a screen. And there's nothing quite like getting your hands dirty and seeing how it actually all goes together. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello everyone. Bernadette back with another episode of She Renovates. And today I've got a special guest in Tina Dawes. Now, Tina is an interior and building designer and she's a resident senior design consultant at Coroma Showroom at the Design Centre in Brisbane. Now, she has been designing buildings and interiors for over 30 years. So Tina and I, I reckon, to be would have been in the industry for a similar amount of time. Now, I'm going to let Tina introduce herself to you because she will do it way more meaningfully than I will because, yeah, because she's more up to speed rather than me reading out a bio. <laughs> so that, but before I do that, I just want to let you know what we're going to be talking about. Now, as you know, that I am an advocate of Coroma. I really love the company and they have certainly really supported us incredibly in our mission and they are also an incredible resource for renovators so we've talked before about what Coroma offers and I'm sure Tina will expand on that but we're also going to be talking about the what trends and what products available that you might want to think about for your projects. I'm certainly interested in this because we are about to embark on our home renovation and that involves four bathrooms so I'm looking for what I can be using there but also she's going to be talking about the new livable housing laws and this or requirements I should say and this is a very important subject that everyone needs to be across it relates to 1A and class 2 buildings and it's all around making our homes more accessible I think that's the right word to use. So welcome, Tina. Thank you very much for having me. It's great (laughs) to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming. And you have a very extensive experience in construction and renovating. I'd really love you to just really expand on your background. Okay, so I guess I was sort of trained in interior design back in the early 80s. I broke my teeth in interior design, working for a couple of designers doing hotel work in Melbourne, worked for some architects there, working on some big commercial spaces, working on very high-end residential around that time, lived through three recessions, including the recession of the 90s that we apparently had to have, the GFC, I've worked in the space of doing government fit-out work in Sydney when I was working down there as a senior designer and had a background in working in government workout fit outs there and all the way along depending on where I was you know what it's like in construction it's a very up and down industry from time to time attached to the recessions that we have and have to have apparently and so I guess you have to pivot as well I've worked in the residential space from time to time as a interior designer and in the early 2000s took on doing building design, learning CAD and ARCHICAD and all that sort of stuff. So 
I kind of, I've been in the construction field. I've also worked in safety. I've worked with a builder and he's worked for me as well in the construction and subcontracting business with high-rise, with residential, with commercial hotels, that sort of thing. So a bit of everything, I guess you could say. I think the best thing I ever did was working on the tools with the boys on the site, getting my hands dirty. Because as a designer, there's only a certain amount of things you can learn on a piece of paper or on a screen. And there's nothing quite like getting your hands dirty and seeing how it actually all goes together. And being that TA and working in the safety field as well, it kind of gave me a great level of understanding of what these guys actually do and how they go above and beyond to build our stuff. So that was invaluable for me. And I think probably the best time that I ever had in construction actually was being on site. It certainly gave me a better understanding of how a building goes together. And so I can talk to that with a lot of people. So yeah. Yeah, so I started here with Coroma at the Build and Design Centre here in Brisbane back in August. So it's been about six months and they're a great company to work for. A big company, a big engine, but they have so much to offer in the bathroom and kitchen space, everything to do with water. So Coromo invented the dual flush back in 1980 and then lots of other innovation has come along since then to now you see all the beautiful new finishes coming out in terms of tapware and the durability of finishes going away from chrome into the blacks and all these brushed nickel, brushed brass and gunmetal kind of finishes which are really beautiful and easy to maintain, which we all love, ease of maintenance. So what I do here in the showroom is guide people through the selection process. It can be overwhelming so that's where I kind of come in and talk to people about style, colour, how that works across the rest of the house and how that's going to inform their choices. Awesome. So our renovators range from someone who might be like, say, a downsizer that might be renovating their home to sell or someone who's doing a renovation on a, an investment property and those investment properties can vary from very basic to quite, I wouldn't say, they're not that often high-end, but quite smart. So I guess what I would like to know is what do they need to know about the products that you're able to provide them for choice for their projects, like in the bathrooms and kitchens? What do people want? I think that's the main thing we need to know. What do people want? What does the general public, is there, are there themes? Yeah, it's a good question. It is probably the first stump that you have to get over is I always ask this question of people, talk to me about your design, talk to me about the style you're needing to do, especially in the Brisbane area, a lot of Queenslanders. So you've got that strong traditional feel that you've got to kind of respect, mm. but you want to modernise, right? Yeah. The next thing really I ask them about is colour. When you're doing interior design, and you might already know this and probably a lot of the girls and people that follow this all do, when you've got a limited amount of colours to choose from, like five colours, that kind of informs the rest of your choices because you can't yeah. go into there thinking, well, I'm going to have pink tapware because you just can't get it, baby. Don't care how much you love it, you can't get it. But you also have to respect the fact that the rest of the journey of that house is about door handles. It's also about window frames. It's about cabinet hardware. So if you want to match that across so it doesn't look mishmashy and unmatched and looks clean and flows, 
those are the choices you need to sort of focus on and that will then lead you to the rest of the journey. So with that being the starting point, I often sort of talk about are you living in the house longer? Are you looking to flip it? Are you looking to do a quick, cheap renovation to rent it out for a time and then move back in, upgrade it again in five or ten years' time and then sell it as an owner-occupier to avoid capital gains? That's a sensible thing to do. So this is oftentimes the next thing that informs that journey. So it's true to say that there are options, yes, definitely with the Coroma range. We do have a more of an economic range that looks quite modern, clean in the lunar range. It's a great option. It's not expensive, but it still gives you that nice modern look and the functionality that you need across that range in terms of toilets and retrofitting that to make it work, uniorbital connectors, all that sort of stuff. I'll throw in a lot of terms here. So (laughs) I will say to our listeners that go to the Coroma YouTube channel because it has some great videos on all of these terms. So jot down the terms and go look. So uniorbital connectors with our lunar toilets and all of our suites makes those match-ups to the whole as your starting point, say, for a bathroom renovation where you can't change the hole where your S-trap comes out into the slab, say. So that's going to determine the rest of your design that's always usually a starting point for me as I ask that question. That will inform, again, the rest of how that space is going to get laid out. The next thing that I really love about Coroma with the colours is that these are things that they've kind of put a lot of research into the market. So they haven't kind of gone in there lightly and going, okay, we're going to have 20 different colours. It's just too confusing. Hmm. Let's go with the safer options, which is what will look nice, will Last the test of time in terms of the quality and it's true to say all of our people that come through, whether they're renovating or they're doing a high-end renovation or very economic, budget is a big concern but it's also about what the quality represents, right? So quality, if you put in a $2,000 bath today and it's a cheap one that was bought from China and say in 10 years' time if that cracks, right, or five years' time if it cracks and you don't have that warranty back up, Not only do you have to then take that out and refit that, but if you bought the $3,000 bath that had the 20-year warranty in the start, you would avoid all of that, plus the increasing costs now that with interest rates and CPI and all that sort of stuff, you spend probably double the amount of money that you should have in the first place. So quality is really a big consideration in economics. I can actually, I can confirm that. So... We did a quick reno on our place when we first bought it to rent it out, and but we did put Coroma fittings in. So we put the cube in-wall toilets in and the wall-hung basins and so on. And so now we're coming up to a second reno. That was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking we don't need to change those. We're going to reinstall them because they're yeah. as good as the day we bought them. So there's yeah. definitely value in paying for quality. Yeah, definitely. And look, with our other ranges like the Liano 2 and the Urbane 2, they have the easy switch in wall bodies now. So a lot of people love those wall style taps that sit above the basin and the shower mixes and diverters and things like that. So the same in wall body. So if you love the Liano now and it looks good for that interior in five or ten years' time, you want to really modernise it, take the trim kit off, put the Urbane on, which is really modern. It's going to save you thousands of dollars, right? And all of a sudden, if you've chosen the right colours, 
in tiles and things and sort of stayed a little bit eh, maybe safer and gone more natural, then you've got an easy update that looks great, even with brushed brass or something like that. These are really gorgeous looking finishes that just lift the whole thing all of a sudden, grab some nice new accessories and towels and stuff like that to throw some colour in greenery or whatever and all of a sudden you've got yourself an update and people won't even notice that you haven't actually done a full renovation yeah right yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's I a great agree. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah. Awesome. You know, so well, many people are more tech savvy with stuff now too so understanding how these things work all our toilets being clean flush how the toilet seats work how you can take them off and clean them we've all got the germ guard on them which is great for hygiene all those sort of things people need to sort of know and that's why it's great to have that journey to come into the showroom and see the product and have those things explained so you can make a more informed choice right yeah absolutely and the other advantage of that is that you can actually someone doing a reno can actually work with someone like you to get the right selection you're not just trying to navigate it blindly <laughs> yeah so in the center people come through they've got a choice card they can circle a number to go okay chrome is 183 or storm check drains is 12 etc then they go okay well how do we get the brochure on that product yeah. well we do the products by range so we can get a range catalog to take home yeah. and look at the pretty pictures etc but what we do is actually build a specification list so what that is like a room by room selection that actually puts down the right code, description and a retail price of that product. And it builds it room by room. So when the people go away with that, they go to a merchant or their builder or their plumber and go, okay, here's what I want. How does that look price wise from you with your discount that you can get from the Coroma product, etc. Then how that works on site is not only is that make the whole ordering process easier for their builder or for themselves but also when it comes to doing the work on site the plumber turns up and says okay what's going where here's the list right there it tells me that that suite's going in that powder room and this handrail's going in that area there on that wall rah 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 so it's a much more practical way of following through the whole process from where you order it to where it's actually getting installed it's got all the warranty information. And the other thing I can also offer as a building designer is a sort of basic plan kind of service as well. So if somebody's scratching their head and going, okay, how do I do this kind of bathroom? Can I do this? Or I'm not real happy with this other designer or whatever. I can offer a bit of a service to give them a basic plan layout of what will work in their bathroom. So it's a great way of sort of helping to offer a free service that helps them on that journey. That's an incredible thing, a resource. And so Tina's in Brisbane, but there is also a centre in Sydney, one in Adelaide, and I think soon to be one in Perth. Is that correct? Yes, they're working on that at the moment. I think within a year there will be a space opening there as a standalone Corona yeah. Experience Centre to come in and see all the beautiful product and have that design consultancy there on hand. Awesome. So I know when I've done that, then I've taken that specification and sent it off to Harvey Norman Commercial and that and so done the ordering through Harvey Norman Commercial because you don't do the ordering there, do you? No, we don't sell direct, so we only sell through our merchants, but we can recommend yeah. people or we can yeah. certainly provide that list directly. We also work with 
project builders and help people with looking at their existing PC lists they might have with a particular home builder and they want to come in and see what it looks like so they can make that choice of deciding, yes, I do like that basin, but no, I don't like that tap kind of thing. They can see it and touch it and smell it and we can help then send through their other selections to their builder. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Mm. Okay, so let's move on to the livable housing requirements. Where are we going to start with that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just another hurdle. Yeah, just to make yeah. things interesting. So Coroma have done some great work work over the years with both what we call our age lab. So Dr. Peter Sweetman, who works for us, and Adeline Chu have done some amazing research about with even uh, I think the New South Wales University about aged care and how people move in the house, in the bathroom and what they need in terms of support, in terms of space, in terms of how they use things, how they get up and down off the toilet, that sort of stuff. And Dr. Jane Bringoff is a person who's worked in this space as the universal design space. And she's been working with the NBA and all of those other NCC people about these rules for probably 20 years. So there's a lot of research (laughs) that's gone into all these decisions. And really, I guess, what it looks like in terms of renovators and what they're doing is... When you're doing structural changes in your house, you need to consider these changes and to make those things real. So it's about accessibility, A, number one, so either through the front door or through a doorway that can be made wider and provide a ramp through a garage or a carport. It's about making hallways wider. So if you're looking to down the track, maybe live at home longer and you need more space to roll that wheelchair or get your walker down the hallway, that's got to be wider. Single powder rooms or bathroom for, sorry, a toilet room will certainly need to change from, I think it's about just on a square metre size now to literally almost two square metres in size to accommodate somebody in a wheelchair. So that's got to be at least one of those toilets. And also the main bathroom, I guess, all the most commonly used bathroom is often the main bathroom on the main level. So the space requirements around those, so spaces in front of a toilet's got to change. There's also structural changes in the wall. I think it's generally about 600 to 1,200 high along those stud areas where there's an opportunity to put a support rail beside the toilet, beside the shower, or where you're putting towel rails and you need support. So structural ply, about 19 to 25 mil, set into that stud work from 600 to 1,200 high. So there is paperwork on all this, obviously, but that's kind of a general rundown. Around in bedrooms and stuff, there's certainly more space required around beds, stuff like that. So follow those rules about the triple Fs, form, follows, function, work out what the function needs to be in that room, and that'll inform where your walls and doors need to be. One of the biggest changes is all about doors, door openings. At the moment, a normal door leaf most commonly is about an 820 size width, which means that the actual door opening is 50 mil less than that when you take the jams off. So that's actually increasing by 50 mil now. So all door leaves are now going to be an 870 minimum. So all these little sliding pocket doors and stuff like that are really going to have to be rethought where you're in a tiny house. So, yeah, that's certainly going to be a big challenge for a lot of people. And some to really think about when you're looking to buy a place to renovate as well. 
am mm. I going to be able to actually meaningfully change the design of this tiny bathroom and toilet space? And a lot of them have that sort of laundry, toilet, bathroom, yeah. sort of <laughs> what I call the amenities block, I call it. <laughs> and they're all designed so similarly in these older design brick veneers and stuff like that, so commonly done. So that is going to be a big consideration of how yeah. does that need to change yeah. trends in bathrooms too with people renovating like ultimately you are looking to probably resell that place so how do I get more bang for my buck yeah. what do I need to do to be able to impress the people that are going to be the buyer of this place so yeah. in my experience as an interior designer there's probably three or four things it's that front door the sense of arrival when I come home to my house, I'm going to look at it and go, God, I love my house. So how does that whole front entry look when I roll up, that sense of arrival? Secondly, it's always going to be about bathrooms and kitchens for the woman. It's about ease of cleaning. Yeah. It's about functionality, longevity, quality. The hardest working piece of equipment in the house is probably, well, apart from the fridge hinges, it's got to be the kitchen tap, right? So functionality about that, something else that Karoma has really thought about and resolved really nicely, but also about bathrooms. Bathrooms really nowadays are changing from having the main bathroom having a bath and going more sensible and those options just having a shower and that's got to be a rolling shower now. No more hobs, no more yep. horrible toilet, sorry, shower bases now. Thank God for that. <laughs> but people are thinking about taking out that little tiny nursery room beside the master bedroom that was for the baby and turning that into the ensuite now and putting in a beautiful freestanding bath and turning it into a sanctuary. Yeah. Who doesn't love that idea? Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the opportunity to do that if it's there, I'd say step right into that. And then the next thing in the house is really about that indoor-outdoor living kind of entertaining space and how does that look when I've got my friends over and they're coming and going, oh, I love your kitchen and isn't this outdoor area really beautiful? I love your garden and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. they're the main spaces I think people I completely about. agree with you and it's funny because I often refer back to a thing that Bernard Salt mentioned. He was that Australian demographer that talked a lot about Avo Smash and what he said is that the way Australians live has changed so much from the mid-1900s to now and that in the past, in the 50s, when you had a guest to the house, they would come in the front door and they would sit in the sitting room and they would never get past there. But now <laughs> they come right down the hallway. So that has brought about the need for what we call pillification, as in the pillows on the beds. The beds need to be beautifully styled so people can see them as they walk past. And then they come into this big open-plan kitchen, which is where life centres around the, the island bench and how the island bench has become a status symbol. And I thought, it's so true, isn't it? Well, it is, but it's also about the practicality. If you've got a big family or you're entertaining guests, what are you going to be doing? You're cooking. You're yeah, preparing hors exactly. d'oeuvres, you're serving wine, you need to have accessibility to that. Oh, I bugger getting up from the table out the back and walking into the kitchen in and out, in and out, in and out. Who wants to be doing that? Exactly. Right? So it's all about yeah. form follows the function, right? Exactly. Basics yeah. of design. Think about yeah. those things. If you don't have a big family, it's just the two of you, well, maybe you might be comfortable living in a tiny 
place that doesn't have much room and you don't need that room but maybe you just want a nice big backyard area so when it is a beautiful weather and you want to go and have a drink after work or on the weekend have a few friends over play with the dogs it's all about form follows function again make that your hero space that you're going to go to and use and enjoy your life from it's definitely like i think in the early 80s or mid 80s and late 80s is when Noosa started doing these indoor-outdoor balconies on their properties that are along Hastings Street looking out over the Noosa River. And people were sort of going, oh, my God, how can you have those big doors like that? Actually, that makes sense. I'm going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So all of a sudden, bifolds and these big, beautiful deck spaces looking out over views became a real thing, right? So, yeah, I think that's where everybody kind of that indoor-outdoor feel, especially in Queensland and places where the climate sort of supports that. It's it's the go-to space in a house that people really, really put a lot of effort into and enjoy, and it makes them enjoy their house. I mean, who has been a renovator that moves into a dark and dingy little tiny brick veneer with shitty colours and <laughs> awful-looking tiles and then they renovate it and their whole life is transformed. They feel great about life now because where they live affects their mood, affects their emotions. The colours affect us. We all know these things. So those decisions really need to follow. The form follows the function. So Absolutely. Yeah. And I have yeah. to say I learnt that at a very early age. I did my first, make, I'll call it a makeover, at 13 And I can still to this day remember that sense of power, like feeling really transformed because I transformed my surroundings. I Like it probably was terrible, but I thought it was beautiful. Mm. And, yeah, and so it is a really powerful way to change the way you feel. So just going back to these livable housing requirements, I haven't seen any anything come through on, on our approvals yet, although we've only really had one or two recently, but I'm assuming that will come out as part of the conditions of consent with your... Yeah, so, yeah, so the rules come into play on the 1st of March, mm. right? So if you're actually about to start building or you are considering the, your plans at the moment and you don't want to have to go ahead and change anything, get that contract signed and get the deposit made now Yeah, because then you'll fly under the radar for that. But, yeah, anything after that, if you're doing any structural changes, so people doing a renovation without any major structural changes, they can fly under the radar with that. Yeah. But I would say also consider what you're looking for in this renovation. Are you going to be living in it longer are you be going to be accommodating your parents? So make those changes to accommodate those things because down the track when you do do those renovations, if there's any structural changes, then that will be a requirement for that to yeah. be considered. Yeah. 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 Well, that's really great advice, Tina. And is there anything you want to add before we wind up? Not really, but I think it's true to say that when you're doing these plans for your renovations, You've had some great input to people about the cost of renovations and where not to spend money and where to spend money. I think I just want to reiterate to people to really consider the quality and also about the future of that property 
and how that looks in terms of your plan for that property. They're really, I think, the main pillars that I see over and over again are the things that are going to bolster your decisions and also bolster your bank account (laughs) ultimately with the result of that renovation. So quality to me is probably one of the number one things I look for both in not only the fixtures and fittings but also the people that are doing the renovation for you. As a renovator and somebody in the building industry, the best thing I ever did, like I said before, was get involved on site and actually understand the building process, understand the finishing process, understand what it is you're asking of your tradespeople and understand the details. Because if you can do that, you're winning that race every time and not winding up with a tiled niche that looks shitty and going, oh, well, I didn't know it was going to look like that. Mm, Well, because you don't understand how it's meant to work. So get your hands dirty, get in amongst it, get involved and learn. That's probably one of the best things you can ever do in that whole process, I think. Beautiful. Well, thanks so much. That's really sound advice, Tina. So thank you so much, Tina, and hopefully we'll catch up with you in Brisbane at some stage. I'm sure you'll see Yeah, we'd love that. Anytime you want to come up, let me know. We'll book a space and grab a whole lot of people and get some nibblies going. And we also do have a seminar or workshop coming up in the middle of March here at the centre for free for people who want to register through the Build and Design website. Please go there and register for that. It's a free bathroom renovation basics. So we go through all the nitty gritty that you need to know to get started on that journey. Well, that's really great. We might put a link in the replay so that people can book in for that. Yeah, that's great. I'll send you that link. No problem. Thanks so much, Tina. Okay. okay. You're very welcome. Enjoy. Thank you. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.